Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening. I forgot what came after morning. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. <laughs> Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in relationships. Classic. I bet I've done that one before. <coughs> There's no way I haven't done that one. I don't one. remember it. <laughs> okay. That's never happened before. Edit that out. Um... <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And um I was starting to tell you something in the last episode and I remembered that I never finished it. Oh. Go ahead. Uh so the reason I was thinking about Facebook <laughs> is because I don't I haven't really talked a lot about being pregnant on Facebook. Oh, okay. But then when I did today, um, all these women came out of the woodwork and they're like as far along as I am. And that's super weird and funny to me. Yeah. I feel like that's happened in book club as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm right around there too. Yeah. Like we're all. There was a wave. Yeah. I'm in a wave. I haven't mm-hmm. been in a wave, like a baby wave. Yeah. I was definitely in a wave. You were in a wave. Yeah. yeah that's right. I remember those, those bump picks. How many yeah. other women? I think in that one, there was like 14 yeah, women. All at our church. Or something. All, Maybe more. Not even just like pregnant at the same time, but like pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Georgia has yeah. a string of girls, specifically girls too. Yeah. Um, that's the weird thing about the waves is a lot of them are very gender, gender heavy. Yeah. Not that they're 100% one. Yeah. That's so true. But it's interesting. It's just, just interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they say like, oh, ha, 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 it's in the water. And I bet like we'll find out at some point. Like that really is. <laughs> There's, we can predict things. We really things do know based so on... little. <laughs> well, I was reading the other day that in times of war, more baby boys are born. Interesting. It's almost like, oh, we're fighting. We're going to produce boys. Yeah. Like that's a statistic that we know factually. Huh. In times of war, more boys will be born than girls. So there's something going on that we don't know. Is I mean, well, story. and really, we already know that we know that God carries out so much of his plan just using like the natural means that he set into motion when he created everything. Yes, he does. So it makes sense that there would be little things like that that we, well, some people would just dismiss them because they seem weird, but... I can think of a few th- weird things our culture believes about the world. Life is, yeah, just a few. <laughs> Life is weird. Biology is weird. Our bodies are weird. There's just a lot. It really, I mean. There's a lot there. There, it's, there's no, there's not even words. No. To describe not. how much. <laughs> there's really not. I, uh, this guy. If I knew the word. Yeah, I'd probably I would just use be like, it. Phew. Yeah. It explode. <laughs> there was this uh, tweet and it was something like tweet your most like or your weirdest belief about like the future or humanity. I can't remember what it was, but whatever. I remember what this guy said, mm-hmm. which I have not been able to stop thinking about. And I'm going to paraphrase. 
because I'm not going to just read his tweet, but the idea, he was like, here's my weird idea. He's a Christian. And he's like, I believe because he, you know, we're not, we think we're in the early church still. Like we have a lot of time left. Mm -hmm. So does this guy apparently. Yeah. He's saying at some point in the distant future, we will figure out how to become immortal. And that will be the ultimate punishment, right? Because it, Jesus, this is his like weird belief that I think is so interesting. And obviously this is all just conjecture that's yeah. weird and controversial. You don't need but to ask us to... No. Like, this is not an episode no. that we're doing this on. But the last enemy to be defeated is death, right? Right. And so we all, I think it's been clear, especially through COVID, that we we want to defeat death. Right. We want to eliminate death. Yeah. Whatever gene ages us and our cells, we can't explain it. But his his thing was like, maybe someday we will, and we'll be able to turn that off. Right. And live forever. And it'll be the Christians, and it'll be miserable. Like, that will be their punishment, mm -hmm. is that they are stuck in this state forever until they off themselves, essentially, until they choose to die. Right. Um, and it's going to be miserable, and that the Christians are going to be the weird ones that... Are don't, okay with dying. Don't participate in this. And it'll almost be like, like cultic. A weird, that's like a weird uh, futuristic that, dystopian Yes, I was about to say, isn't that like a dystopian novel? novel? I yeah. can't stop thinking about like, what would if... And then I start thinking about like how, you know, there have been times in history where humans have lived eight, nine hundred years. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Oh, yeah. When you live for a thousand years, what do you do? And what is your body like? What is when, your body like? When does your body start to break down more? When? Yeah. It just, it's fun to think about. It's, I don't, I don't even know why I just told you this or how we got here. Oh, bodies, they're weird. Um, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. I do think what history is not even close to being over, but isn't that crazy to think yeah. about? I mean, we yeah. do things now that 100, 200 years ago would have sounded insane. Mm -hmm. Well, and we think we have this weird idea that like we are the most we're the peak educated. Yeah. And that's an evolutionary mindset, which yeah. is that yep. we came from something that didn't wasn't even capable of thought or reasoning. Right. We're always and progressing and getting better. Just to remind you, if you're a Christian, you don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but it's one of those things that like kind of sneaks in. And so then yeah. we think of ourselves as this like very enlightened, the most very enlightened literate, advanced. very, yeah. And I'm just like, we have, it, for me, this, where this gets very interesting for me and I'm not, we're not going to even go into it, but, um, and so mental health stuff and mm. like things like neurodivergence and stuff like that are so interesting to me because they're all based off of theories of how like our brains work. And of course there are things that we know and I'm, um, I, I don't even know if I, I don't think I'm against the term neurodivergence other than that some people I really disagree with also use it, but I just, uh, it's hitting me all the time. How little, mm -hmm. like just <laughs> how little we know. Well, even evolution, the, that is a theory that we act as though right. is true. Right. And then it informs all of our everything. I know. And so even what we know about brains and how people are different and mapping brains and knowing about stuff, like it's just, um, it's possible that we'll just have completely different opinions the more we learn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I, we do ourselves a disservice mm -hmm. when we take theories Mm-hmm and make them yep. absolute truth that we yeah. live or everything, which everyone does. It's just worldview stuff. But. Well, and I just think about 
before we change this from this subject, which was so random, <laughs> I I constantly think about the civilization that lived before the fall and how we kind of assume they were just like really gross barbarians. And in a way we know everyone was wicked. It was a wicked time. Right. Um, but I did just listen to uh, some very enlightened person say that you should be able to kill 10 month olds if their moms don't want them. And this is a common belief in the state right. of California, mm-hmm. apparently. So don't tell me that they were special wicked and we're just regular old sinners. Um, but <laughs> You know, do we really believe that people that lived for eight, nine hundred years uh, in a society we absolutely know nothing about, but in a time where they were much physically healthier and sturdier, do we actually believe that we I've been alive for 33 years? Do do you believe I have more knowledge than someone who lived for eight hundred years? Okay, an 80 year old. (laughs) Okay, knows a lot more than I do. Right. More wisdom, more tempered, more self-control in general. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. An 80 year old. We're talking about people that lived 800 years. They were not scribbling on cave walls and and grunting and pointing at each other. All right. And I just I think about that all the time. Right. I'm like, man, what would it be like to some to talk to somebody mm-hmm. who walked the earth for eight hundred years? Right. Well, and even just I mean, our understanding of the world is so different from people. And we but we think of people in the past, but we think of them as less advanced because of yeah. like our technology they is didn't more have advanced and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, no, know? their technology was super advanced. Yeah. <laughs> They had a yeah. lot of technology. They had a lot of technology. They, they they had ways of doing any. They had ways of doing manual labor. They had yeah. Um, you know, like convenience technology, um, and even just yeah. <laughs> and the stuff that wasn't convenient was technology that they used to assist yeah. their extremely hard work. Right. Um, that they had to do to create everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just. We have such a, uh, I'm glad I brought it up because if you take anything away from what we just talked about, the evolutionary mindset, Mm. the belief that we are the most advanced uh, group of humans that have ever existed, such a huge disservice. Yeah. Really will, Mm -hmm. totally affects the way that you will think about everything. Yeah. Compare the average reader now to like the average reader just a couple hundred years ago. Don't tell me we're more advanced. I heard someone say that in the United States people over the age of 18 read an average of one book per year oh and i know that's high for and some i was people. like well i was like that that's obviously being generous skewed by people, <laughs> the people who read that read more. a lot <laughs> the people that read a lot yeah yeah uh speaking of technology it's all very expensive, so you can support us <laughs> at patreon.com slash theologians for six bucks a month. You we're can... definitely not against modern technology. Not, not against it. We're trying not being, to use it. We're not being like deprecating, <laughs> self-deprecating. Very happy that I have yeah. my 14,000 photos on my phone. Love my air very, conditioner. Air conditioning. Especially as we move into these hot months. Amazing. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to give a specific time, like month. And then I was like, we're recording in advance. Yeah. So who knows? I have no idea when you guys are going to Welcome to the era again yeah. of us giving you, well, uh, first of all, 
explaining that we're recording in advance over and over and over again. Because then, we're apologizing for it for the, some reason. And then the timeline just being all over the place. All skewed. <laughs> we recorded two episodes I entirely forgot about. <laughs> so they came out like way out of order. Yeah. And I don't even know. Anyway, if we sound crazy, it's just that you're talking to us from another time. But in both times, we need your support. So every time you drink water in these hot months, please consider <laughs> these supporting us. That's just how we'll refer to it the summer. Every every time yes. from now on. It's the hot months. Uh, you can do that through our website, sheologians.com or at patreon.com slash sheologians. I release early episodes there and we meet Wednesdays for a book club there as well. Super fun. Come chat with us. Um, okay, this topic, um, it comes to us sometimes in emails, but also it was one that you recommended. Yeah. So I was going to let you introduce it. Um, so I guess the basic topic, like the working title, I don't know what you ultimately end up naming it. Well, I don't know yet either. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> was basically relationships and the amount of work that goes into them. Mm. So I think that we have this sort of combination of two interesting things going on now, mm-hmm. which one of which being mm-hmm. we none of us think we should have to work ever or do anything hard. No. <laughs> Second of which. <laughs> um, if it's work, I'm not doing it is pretty much a default <laughs> yeah. position for people. And then second of which, which is a little there's a little overlap here is um the idea that I think a lot of us don't have because we're such a mobile culture. I think a lot of us don't necessarily have as much of a grasp on long-term relationships as maybe previously. Okay. Um, I'm of course yeah. that's not speaking for everyone. Um Yeah. Well, but it used to be like you never really went. You lived in pretty much like a five mile radius, maybe. Yeah. And families were bigger. So even just that institution, the institution of people that you would be with your whole life has gotten smaller. Yeah. And then, you know, it used to be a time where you like knew all your cousins and you hung out with them all the time. Some people even lived with them. You, You lived close by. You stayed in one area. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, I have a cousin that I... You're spread all over the country, sometimes all over the world. And that's not weird. Um, And so I think we have, and you know, maybe part of this is just my own personal experience, but just thinking about, uh, just thinking about what goes into a long-term intentional relationship. Mm. And I guess I'm not even so much talking about spouses, talking about friends sure um and i think of that i to me as christians your friends i think are there is a familial relationship Mm -hmm. there especially if you go to an excellent church Mm -hmm. there is a connection in a community Mm -hmm. that exists that is a family and i think it's supposed to function that way um and so i guess i just kind of wanted to talk about in my mind i'm thinking like (laughs) <laughs> like let's normalize some of the stuff that happens 
when you're friends with someone for a long time. for a long time yeah is that normal yeah when someone does something do you just cut them out of your life what does forgiveness and reconciliation look like what is um yeah do you have disagreements with friends do you right you know just i think about i was a completely different person when I became friends with a lot of my closest friends, we became friends later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about um, close friends, like not even so much our pastors, but their wives, mm-hmm. I've been friends with them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't want this to come across wrong, but we have had, we have had a relationship that has been full of, grace and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and um honesty understanding yeah it's almost like you're all sinners and we're still able to (laughs) To love one another yeah yeah and want to be yeah in community i remember being a teenager and saying to so there's this i would go travel to long island uh and there was a church that I went to when I stayed with my friends for the summer. And the pastor of the church was just an incredible man, incredible pastor. And I could just see all the ways in which he was like always there for his congregants. And right. even me, as somebody who was only there for two months out of the year, like even me, he was, you know, there for supportive, kind, encouraging. And I remember someone Quick saying, question. Yeah. Do you think he was faking all that? No. Or do you think all. it was genuinely from the heart? Do you that, think he'd even be, so do you think genuine. a person would even be capable of such a thing no. long term? No. While they were faking it? No, not at all. So that means he was really filled <laughs> with that, that though the things he expressed towards his entire congregation. Yes. Those were real genuine. Yes. From the heart. 100%. 100 percent. everybody he's, he's so old pray for your pastor right and he's still doing it <laughs> right you know like they most of them do they do it forever yeah. until they can't do it anymore but uh i remember someone saying to him uh pj i know you're never gonna let me down and in his very classic <laughs> long island guy way with a very genuine smile he said Oh, please don't say that to me because I know I will. Yeah. And that like hit me because when when this was said to him, I felt that feeling like, yeah, this guy is not a guy that lets you down. Right. And but what he was saying was like, no, like I w- I'm a man. And mm-hmm. at some point I am going to let you down. And you like you need to know that. Like you need to know right. that he's going to do his best not to, but at some point he's going to disappoint you. And I think when we put, and he knows that's a burden to put on somebody Mm -hmm. to say like, you're never going to disappoint me. You are never going to let me down. You are never, that is something that you, if you love someone, you cannot put that on them. Right. That is a burden. You have to, you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner in a relationship with other sinners mm-hmm. and sometimes your preferences are going to clash. Yeah. One thing that I've learned so much in marriage that has like really surprised me and maybe I'm just dumb, but continues to surprise me sometimes is just how easy it is. Just how differently our brains work. Right. Like sometimes 
there is a sometimes there is a disagreement that is just occurring because your brains interpret certain words differently a certain way yeah and you just think differently or you get from point a to point b right. so you said this so you mean this and they're like no no never no, <laughs> no i ever. i don't mean that at all <laughs> Or just like, you know, I can say something and just the way that my husband hears it, it actually, he has to do the work of knowing me right? to even be able to understand what I'm saying. And right. the thing is, is like, that's a good work to do. Yeah. Like it's a good right. work to know your spouse and your friends and to put that effort in and to get to know them so that you can be at peace and you can grow closer and you can fellowship and like... That is so, but if you're not willing to do that, if the only people you're willing to spend time with are low effort or no effort, or it's, it, it costs, it costs you nothing. Right. What kind of love is that? Well, yeah. And there's an interesting thing here, which I think is that, um, I don't think it's a sin to not know someone, but I do think it's a sin if you're refusing to know someone out of selfishness, apathy, laziness, um, yeah. because those things are sins. <laughs> right. Um, uh, there is one little thing that I want to tag on here, um, just because I don't know if you're this way. I kind of imagine you not being this way. No. But um, so you know how you said, like, you can't put the standard of you'll never let me down on other people. You also can't put it on yourself. Yeah, you cannot you cannot participate in genuine friendships mm. if you are trying to never, ever make a mistake or ever. Now, I mean, now, if you are if that's if that's a, um, a cop out, like if you are if you're being sanctified and you you're legitimately sinning less against people that's one thing great um that's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but what i'm saying is um is that you cannot refuse to exist in relationships with other people um because you because of you don't want them to think a certain way about you right um so i like that you said you are a sinner existing with sinners yeah so there that's like a twofold thing like you have to accept that you're that gonna other, bring sin to right, the table yeah right as well as other people bringing it to the table right and just the obviously i'm not i say the older i get but old is not a great word for me i'm very young <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and compared to what i know <laughs> uh, when i'm 80 yeah i'm gonna be like what what a kid <laughs> i was a kid back then <laughs> but i think the one thing um and this is not this is not much of a statement in and of itself other than just something to chew on is that um relationships between people are complex mm -hmm. and they take work yeah on your part on other people's part um i don't think we should be quick yeah. To jump out of friendships. No. I don't think we should be quick to um to totally disregard friendships. Uh, -uh. uh if someone is seeking friendship with you and you're just like, eh, they're not really like my thing, <laughs> I think you should get over yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that um 
I think that there is there's a lot of sanctification in that complexity that exists between two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the blessing is intimacy yeah. with that person. Well, but that's the thing is that intimacy and closeness there might be friendships that have effortless beginnings right yes but there are no long-standing friendships that have never required any effort right closeness requires effort right and like i said there might be a quick closeness yeah there might be an effortless closeness there is no closeness that is not something that's maintained consciously maintained Mm -hmm. over time uh and living in if just living in the same house with someone doesn't mean that there's going to be an effortless closeness closeness requires effort if you just i i think of like you know that old saying that is so true you never like drift into holiness right you you are always we're always drifting uh i think as long as we're sinners uh, and we still have indwelling sin, our drift is towards sin. Mm-hmm. And so that has to be realized. That has to be acknowledged. Maybe less when we're 80. Maybe but... less over time. <laughs> uh, the current gets weaker, whatever, however you want to think of it. <laughs> but there's there's uh, all intimacy and closeness is intentional. And that is just the way that it is. And you have since that is true, then you should live in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you should be willing. If you're not willing to be uncomfortable, I think there are a lot of people that claim that they're lonely, but they're lonely and they're unwilling to be uncomfortable yeah. to be close. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is again, either because of what they're bringing to the table or what someone else is bringing to the table or both. Right. So at the end of the day, choose your heart. Right. When it comes to relationships, it's hard to uh, not have any good relationships. It's hard to constantly be in and out of relationships because you're not doing the work. And it's also hard to do the work. But choose your hard. And I think as Christians, we know which one we ought to choose. Right. And that's not to say that there are no friendships or relationships that shouldn't be forever or that it's also not a sin for you to be super close for a certain time and the Lord changes one or both of your lives, brings you in and out of season. That's what I mean by like, it's not a sin to not know someone. It's not a sin to be lacking in intimacy Mm -hmm. with a person necessarily. Mm -hmm. But if you're sinning as a result or (laughs) in an effort to not know them, like, right. Then, you know, right. And and I also think just really quickly, I think it should be said that when we're talking about the work of relationships, this isn't to say, you know, if there's if you are sitting there and you have someone in mind that you're like, well, I've been working very hard. I have been putting in a ton of effort and this person just does not want to be my friend. We are not saying that that is even a healthy way to think right. of relationships uh, because it's not. Um, I don't I have never heard of a healthy relationship in which one person is like, I have done all of the work and this other person just is not enjoying me as much as I ought to be enjoyed. 
you're doing some work and it ain't good. <laughs> Part of being in a relationship is being pleasant and easy to be in a relationship right. with. So this this is, again, the twofold thing. On one hand, it is your job to do the work involved. Be willing to do the hard thing for a relationship. But it is also your job to be easy to be in a relationship right. with. Right. People should not have to jump through a million hoops to be close to you. Say the right thing. Do the right, right thing. Get Catch you at the right moment. Like, whatever. You should be, and this goes per- particularly true for your husband and children, you should not be difficult to be in a relationship with. You should be open and receptive mm-hmm. with your husband. You should be open and receptive with your children. You should be pleasant to be around. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, you know, I loaded the dishwasher wrong this morning and now my mother is going to be angry with me for 47 hours. Like, that is not... some. Yeah, some of that's like modifying your expectations, which can be important if you really are struggling with friendships. Mm-hmm. and but wanting them yeah. is uh, or if you find yourself constantly unfulfilled or un, like people aren't meeting your expectations there's a lot of sinful expectations that we put on, on others other people. Um, and you know what the great news is that none of these things keep you out of relationships long-term intimacy mm-hmm. um, your willingness to Admit your sin and kill your sin mm-hmm. really assists yeah. <laughs> in long-term relationships. People will want to be in a relationship with yes. you. So if you find yourself with a bunch of a, a bunch of really sinful expectations for your spouse, mm. you can repent today, right now, mm-hmm. and you can work on on changing your expectations. And people, people, <laughs> people like humble people yeah. that are willing to admit when they're wrong. Yeah, and and. People yeah. that aren't sinfully expecting something of them that they just can't provide. Right. It's hard to be close to somebody who is expecting a lot of you. Yeah. Yes. And the, again, that was back to what that pastor said. No, no, I will disappoint you. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do not expect that from me. I'm a human. I'm a sinner. Yeah. You're a sinner. Like. Well, and grace, when you have the expectation not to say that you should be a doormat and let people walk all over you. But when you have the expectation that you will be sinned against, you can have grace and forgiveness sitting right there. Ready to go. Waiting. Yeah. Which is also another great trait of a friend. <laughs> yeah. Of a long-term friend, really. Yeah. Someone who's willing and ready Someone who's to just forgive. always like, okay, yes. Yeah. Please, let's yes. just be back in. Let's back in not be broken. Let's yeah. be reconciled. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well. So it's hard, but it's super meaningful. Um, yeah, and it's pleasant. It is yeah. pleasing to the Lord yes. for you to uh, be willing to do that work. And it's it's just a way to stay in fellowship and to love the bride of Christ as you, as you ought. There are 59 one another's in the New Testament. And these are all commands of things that you have to do. They're all do. Right. Do this for one another. Yeah. Um, and in the Old Testament, much of the law, I mean, it had to do with how you love your neighbor. True. This is, these are laws. These are, that's work that's involved. Yeah. And so no one should read the Bible thinking that all of my relationships are just whatever effortless good feeling comes to me today or other people can serve for me. Mm-hmm. It's what are, what are you to do 
for one another. Excellent. You can leave us a voicemail <laughs> at 470-465-0475. Hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians. And we will see you all next week. See ya. Yes.